Hello, hello, beautiful human, and welcome to the second ever episode of Empower Radio. I am your host, Bianca Scalise, and I'm really excited and grateful to be diving into part two of my journey, uh, my fitness journey. This one's going to focus much more on my relationship with food and also finally seeing my physical physical results that I've had wanted to see in my body for so long. So before we dive in, I do have to give a little bit of a trigger warning because I will be talking about my journey with nutrition and food. And I'm going to be talking about some aspects that are really uncomfortable. Um, I dealt with some disordered eating habits and I will be talking and giving some details around um, my disordered, my previous, my past disordered eating habits. So if you have an active eating disorder currently, uh, or if you might find um, talking about these details triggering when it comes to food, please skip this episode and that's okay. Check out the next one. Um, I'm sure it's going, you know, I'm not planning on going deep into these types of things um, very often because I think that they, they serve a purpose in terms of kind of seeing where things were at but I don't plan on reflecting them a whole lot in this podcast. So that is the, that is the kind of warning. Um, also, if you do have an active eating disorder, please, please, please find help, find um, a therapist that specializes in eating disorders uh, because that, um, that is ultimately what might be the best route for you. Find help. Okay, let's move on. I love food. I love food. And I hope you love food too. I love food. I have no guilt when it comes to eating candy, pizza. I actually eat candy pretty regularly when I work out. Um, I eat over 2000 calories a day. I love carbs. I love carbs. My body is the leanest and strongest that it has ever been. And that feels freaking awesome to say, right? But before you start hating me, because all of this sounds way too great and way too perfect, it certainly has not always been this way. So there was a time when I felt so uncomfortable in my skin that I would buy laxatives. And this is pretty embarrassing for me to say, but I would literally buy laxatives and anti-inflammatory pills um, so that I could, you know get all the bloat to go away is kind of the rationalization that I would give myself. Um, I did juice cleanses, like not infrequently, um, spent way too much money on those, by the way, I was vegetarian for four and a half years. Um, I tried intermittent fasting way too, got way too into that. Um, I spent most, I spent a lot of time eating low carb or no carb. Um, I even went on an egg only diet once that I found on YouTube when I was Googling how to lose 10 pounds fast. And these types of late night Google searches for me were normal. It was normal for me to be in my bed late at night, looking through my phone, Googling every different variation of how do I lose weight fast? How can I lose the most weight in two weeks? Um, and I, I would fixate on, okay, I have this event coming up, right? I have you know, this retreat that I need to teach, or I'm going to Bali, or I'm going to be over here. 
and I want to present myself well. I want to feel good while I'm there. And I kept focusing on the short term. I kept focusing on how can I lose the most weight fast? This was a time in my life when from the outside, it probably seemed like I had everything going really great. I was leading yoga retreats and yoga teacher trainings in Bali, um, Nicaragua, Costa Rica, all of these fun places. And if you are unfamiliar with my story, I have been a yoga teacher for the past 10 years. Um, I was traveling, teaching yoga, doing what I loved at the time. And though some things were going really great in my career, um, that was, it, it looked great from the outside. The greatness was very external. Uh, internally, I felt like there was a big battle going on with my body. Um, I often felt bloated. I felt my clothes getting tighter and tighter, and it wasn't because they were shrinking. Uh, it was around this time when I had my body fat tested and I was around 30% body fat. And if you're unfamiliar, that's pretty high. Um, I felt, I felt quite literally out of control of my body. Like I didn't understand why it just wouldn't cooperate with me. Like I felt like I was doing what I needed to, to, to lose the weight, to lean out, to feel, to feel better. But it left me all very confused. Um, like I didn't know what to do to feel healthy and I didn't know what to do to see myself in a positive way in the mirror. Um, at the retreats and trainings that we, we had, we would all have these meals together, right? But I oftentimes would go off to eat in my room alone or not eat in my room alone. Um, I would stay away from rice. I would stay away from bread. I never really got the carb option that uh, was cooked because I felt like that was going to make me fat. Honestly, that was what was in my brain. Oh, I, I don't need carbs. I don't need carbs. Those, those make you fat. Um, and I, I also felt really uncomfortable around people when I ate because I felt uncomfortable around food. I felt uncomfortable eating. So having people around me when I was eating was like, ill. I, I didn't like that. And I, I felt extra uncomfortable when somebody would ask me about like, Hey, did you try the dessert that they made? Or, Hey, did you try this? Or why didn't you get that? And, um, it was just, yeah, it was a no, no. So I oftentimes ate alone. Um, I was eating around 1,200 calories a day, most days really restricting carbs. Um, and if I quote unquote successfully did that, if I hit those markers, if I hit 1,200 calories, if I hardly ate any carbs, then that was a quote unquote good day. That was me telling myself that I was being good. But what would happen was inevitably I would be good for a couple of days and then I would be so dang hungry or get such an extreme craving that I would go and grab a giant bag of granola. This this happened way too many times, like an embarrassing number of times. Um, and when I say embarrassing, I, I also want to make it clear that I'm really not easily embarrassed when I say that I, it's not embarrassing to, to do this, but it is like, Oh crap. You know, the writing was on the wall. Um, so I would grab a giant bag of granola. I would go to my room, uh, I would put on something to watch and distract myself. And I would eat that entire bag in minutes until I felt just massively full 
um, and ultimately, honestly, really ashamed. So there were a lot of emotions going on in my relationship with food at the time. There was a lot of shame. There was a lot of guilt. There was a lot of confusion. There was a lot of why the heck can't I get a hold on this? And um, this next part is pretty icky. So, you know, if you don't feel like you want to listen to it, don't listen to it. And I'll see you in the next episode. And that's okay. Um, But there were a couple of instances where I did get to the point where I would eat so much. Actually, I'm not going to share this. I don't think that, I don't think that this needs to be shared. Um, yeah, I want to make it clear that I cannot help someone with an eating disorder. I cannot help someone that is binging. I cannot help somebody that is purging, but what I can help someone do is not get to the point where they feel like that is the only option I can help to create clarity And that's something that I desperately needed at the time. Um, So anyway, I'm going to skip over the details of that breaking point for me because they, it's just kind of, it's just really icky and I'm okay talking about it, but it's also important for me to recognize that I don't, I don't necessarily think that's going to help anyone. So I remember one breaking point that I'll talk about for me was when I knew that something I really knew something needed to change. I was staying with my friend in Miami and she doesn't even know this, but she had gone to work one day and I was trying not to eat very much. Like I normally would. Um, I was trying to restrict my food intake and call it intermittent fasting, but I was, um, obviously getting hungry and, uh, I got really hungry while she was at work and I started rummaging through her kitchen to find something to eat. And this is what would happen to me is it would like a switch would flip and I wouldn't remember anymore. The fact that, Oh, you're intermittent fasting or you're whatever lies. I was telling myself all that I knew was that I needed food now. And that was the switch. And it was just like, okay, I need just to eat whatever's around me because I was so hungry. And Um, I was rummaging through the cupboards. I found a jar of peanut butter and I'm not joking. I ate the entire jar in under five minutes, just like just going. Um, and I felt horrible. I remember as I was sitting there looking at this jar of peanut butter, like what, what happened, right? What happened? I, um, I literally said out loud, I need help. I feel out of control. I need help. Um, so I did some Googling. Um, I called a therapist that specialized in binge eating disorders. And, um, I went through two types of therapy over the span of a couple of months. Um, I'm also want to make it clear that I'm not saying that everybody needs therapy for their relationship with food, but if you are to the point where you quite literally feel like it's, it has taken over you, that is the only way that I can describe this was it like took over a lot of aspects of my life, um, uh, without a doubt, seek, seek therapy, seek someone who specializes in binge eating disorders or whatever the disordered pattern of eating is. Um, but if you're like, yeah, I I snack way too much late at night. I, um, you know, kind of go overboard on the weekends. Please know that there, that doesn't mean that you need to be diagnosed with an eating disorder. Um, Sometimes it can just mean that you need a little bit of clarity around what the guidelines are for your body, how to find success. So when we're talking about eating disorders, it's tricky territory because 
yes, part of it can be helped with understanding what to eat, but there is a much bigger part when it's very pervasive throughout your life. That is very much psychological. So anywho, getting through this, um, that's what I did. I sought uh, therapy and I ended up going through two types of therapy, um, cognitive behavioral therapy and hypnotherapy to work with my relationship with food. And it helped me so, so much mentally and emotionally. I felt in control again. I felt okay again. Oh my gosh. It was like, ah, just this weight had been lifted from me. Um, after going through, that was after going through, I think two, two months, um, or so of sessions and, oh man, that was very much needed. I felt in control again around food. Like food was, it was food. It wasn't the essence of my life. It was just, you know, it was food. It wasn't taunting me. It wasn't, you know, throwing shame at me or guilt. It was, it was food again. So that was huge. And I could breathe around food. I could eat without judgment and guilt. And then I was left with uh, another problem. And this is the one that I think will be more relatable for most people. You know, I, I don't think most people are walking around just with this massive eating disorder, but I do think that most people have confusion around food, largely because of diet culture and because people are saying, don't eat this, don't eat that. Da, 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 da. It's, it's very noisy and, and can be very confusing. So this next part, I think will be more relatable. Um, I didn't know what to eat. Like I didn't know what to eat to see results. I knew that I felt okay around food again. And I wasn't just massively judging myself and beating myself up. But what I didn't know is like, how do I eat? Because I, just because I now felt relaxed around food, didn't change the fact that I still wanted to lose excess adipose tissue. Like I still wanted to see myself leaning out. Um, and I, that's not an unhealthy thing. It's not unhealthy for us to want change. It's not unhealthy for us to want to see our potential. It's not unhealthy for us to want to want to see a change. Yeah. It's not, it's, it was still there even after I felt okay around food. So what I didn't know was how do I fuel my body in a way that's healthy that can allow for these results to be achieved? Cause I have no idea. So this sparked my interest in nutrition. And I ended up working with a registered dietitian or an RD. That was so helpful. I wish that they taught us this stuff in school. Oh my goodness. That would have saved a lot of time, a lot of frustration, a whole lot of stuff. Um, but I saw the power of properly fueling my body, giving it what it needed in terms of proteins, carbs, fats, you know, micronutrients and being patient with the results. Oh my gosh. I was finally not focused on how do I lose 10 pounds in 10 days? I was finally focused on, okay, we just need this to be sustainable. You know, I'd like to be in a good place next year. Um, so as I was experience, experiencing the results of that, I, it blew, it honestly blew my mind. I was like, how can I be eating this much and not restricting myself in the past? I associated, well, results are going to come when you get more disciplined and restrict yourself more and eat less. I thought it had to be painful to get results. 
And what I found is like, no, you just have to feed yourself well, then your metabolism's on board, then things are functioning properly and, um, and it works. So that big shift, um, in the shape of my body and the way that I felt was huge for me. I was looking in the mirror and really feeling, oh, oh my gosh, so proud of myself. So proud that I could put in this work and I was doing what I needed to do for my body, um, to be able to be hella strong, stronger than ever. And also looking good. I felt, I just felt so great that holy, like this can actually be achieved. I thought I was an anomaly and you know, my body was just broken, <laughs> but, um, but it was finally happening. So after seeing, after seeing results of my body, I did a couple of different courses to learn about nutrition. And I decided I wanted to help women to see the results that they wanted in their bodies. Um, I can't help someone with an active eating disorder, like I said earlier, but I wanted to help people from getting to that point. If I had someone back then to teach me what I know now, to teach me how to eat, to give me a plan, to hold me accountable. Um, I don't know if it would have gotten as bad as it did. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, so I started coaching for that reason, because I really wanted to help create clarity. I wanted to help to create clarity and good information in the middle of all of this noise and confusion that diet culture creates with all of the fad diets. Some examples, don't eat carbs, bread makes you fat, fruit makes you fat, don't eat fat because fat turns into fat, <laughs> right? It's so confusing. And when you hear all of this, you're like, fuck, there's nothing left to eat. So I guess I just won't eat. <laughs> That's probably the best bet. Um, and it messes with you. It messes with you mentally and emotionally when you're trying to do your best, but there's so much contradictory contradictory information that you just can't sort what's what and what's the best, you know? So my mission was to help give women the information and the education and the plan that could create clarity and allow them to finally see that result in their body. And because I had done it, I finally had conviction around it. I finally knew, okay, like this is possible. Hell yeah. I want to help other women get there. I was not a division one athlete growing up. I was not, you know, anything super amazingly special in terms of athleticism. So I know, I know that wild roller coaster of feeling like crap. Like, am I just like cursed here? Is there just something inherently wrong with me? Um, but the answer usually is no. Um, and it doesn't have to be super complicated, you know? So here we are. Here we are years later. I love food again. I'm so happy with my body. Um, I think one of the most valuable things for me on this journey and what it has taught me is that what we focus on becomes what we feel right? If we're just focusing on, I need to eat less and less and less so I can get smaller and smaller and smaller and less of me and less of me and less of me. We end up completely effed. We could end up completely out of sorts because there's this body that we have that's doing so many things for us 
that is allowing us to breathe, that's pumping blood throughout our body at every given moment, that's allowing us to blink, that swallows without you even thinking about it, that pumps our heart. You know, we have this brain to fuel. And when we're just thinking about how do I get this quick fix, we're neglecting to take into account that we have all these processes to support. We're neglecting to see, oh, our metabolism is actually going to adapt with what we give it, you know? So, ah, man, one of the most valuable things that has come from all this is the focus. I can now focus on controlling the controllables. Controlling the controllables. How can I get in the direction I want to go while loving the process, while controlling what I can about the process, right? Because the journey is not linear. There have been lots of zigzags throughout these years of this fitness journey. Um, but number one, focus, focusing on enjoying the process for me was a game changer. When I could focus on, instead of how can I get skinnier how can I get smaller? How can I get less of myself and trade that out for how can I get stronger? How can I become more of myself? Everything changes because you're now focused on this moment. You're now focused on what I can do instead of why aren't my results happening fast enough? And inevitably you, you see the result you want to, because for most people, most people don't, they think they want to just lose fat. But what happens when you lose fat and you have a high body fat percentage is you just like shrink, right? The, the shape that most people want to see in their body aesthetically is going to then have to come from muscle, right? So if we lose all our fat and we lose all of our shape, that's typically not the result people want. I'm not saying that it's bad or good or whatever, what I'm saying is muscle is important. <laughs> it's important for so many things health-wise, but it's also important usually for the result people want to see. So one of the most important mindset shifts for me was stop focusing on getting as small as possible and start focusing on getting as strong as possible. Huge, huge shift. Everything became more fun. Everything became like, I'm worthy right now. I'm worthy right now. I'm not worthy when I lose 10 more pounds, I'm not worthy when I fit into this dress, I'm worthy right now. And the strength training aspect of it gives you something to hold on to. It's like, heck yes, I'm almost to squatting my body weight. Heck yes, I just did that. Now on to the next and on to the next. And we're constantly growing and progressing and learning and becoming more of ourselves and challenging ourselves in a positive way. Oh man, I love this stuff. So Anyway, before I keep rambling on, thank you for allowing me to share a little bit of my journey with you. Um, as I've gone through this journey, it's taught me a whole lot about myself. And one of the, one of the most, one of the most special things that has come out of it is the fact that I can now give it back to other people. The fact that now we work with so many women and it, it used to just be me. It used to just be me working one-on-one -on -one with women and seeing them crush their goals and seeing them making progress and getting stronger and celebrating and heck yeah. And now we have a team. Now it's three of us coaches and we get to work with women every day 
and help them on their fitness journeys. And that's something I'm very, very grateful for. So thank you so much. Uh, if you listen to all of this, I so appreciate you and yeah, man. Oh, if there's any questions you have, I wish that this could be like a a dialogue, but if there's any questions that you have about my fitness journey, fitness in general, whatever it might be, please feel free to send me a message. Um, send me a, a DM and I would love to be able to talk with you. Thank you so much for listening and allowing me to share. And it would mean the world to me if you could subscribe to the podcast. Um, and I'm, I'm so excited to, to keep doing this. All right. See you in the next.